So, this morning, my, my desire is that God will speak to all of us. And our topic, you read the, the um, news, the, the e-news, you would find that the title is Focusing on Eternal Things. Uh, what it has to do with um, Jesus going to heaven, Jesus going to heaven. Um, the scripture that we're going to read is in Acts 1, 1 to 14. You can read with me. Could you stand, please, to read the word of God? Acts 1, 14, 1, 1 to 14. The word of God says, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven. After giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After this, this his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? To Israel, excuse me. He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or days the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witness in, in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in, in Samaria, and to the ends of the, the earth. After he said this, this, he was taken up before their eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from, from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, and Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Seller, and Judas, son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the woman and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brother. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. 
I have been pondering about this scripture over and over, reading it over and over, trying to say the words right. And it's so beautiful that you can see and imagine and look back there what was happening at that time. This um, scripture gives us so much to think about. So much was happening. Why I titled this, this message, Focusing on Eternal Things? Why we need to be thinking about eternal things? This is a question for all of us. We have so many things that we need to be thinking about in this world and distract us sometimes from eternal things. But it has been more than 2,000 years. We are in 2023, maybe it was one year before, one year after. Only God knows. But the reality is that something beautiful happened in the world. You know, that Jesus came to this world to do great things. And one of them was to rescue us. And as bonuses, we get so many blessings. We get healings. We get um, restoration of um, souls and people that are in depression and sadness. So we, could, we remember that there are many things that were said in the Old Testament. The prophecies, the prophets spoke of a child that was coming. It was um, announced many, many years before Jesus came. And then Jesus came as a baby. And also was prophesied that the, the, this, this child was going to grow. He was going to, to be a, a, a man and was going to give his life. He was going to die for all of us, for our sins. And it happened. So he, died, he, he was born, he died, he res, was resurrected, and he ascended to heaven. According to the scriptures, these events happened. And according to the liturgical calendar, on May 18 was the day to celebrate the Ascension Day, the day that Jesus went to heaven. It, it happened that day, praise God. If it didn't happen that day, it really happened because the scripture said that it happened. The Ascension was a glorious, glorious day. Many people may have been shocked that it happened. But for the church, for the disciples, for the people that believe the scriptures, this was wonderful because Jesus wasn't living forever. He was just going to prepare a place for all of us. Jesus fulfilled many, many prophecies. He talked about himself to the disciples. He talked about that he was going to go, but he was going to leave the Holy Spirit. And here, Luke, in, um, in, in the Gospel of Luke and in Acts, uh, it gives a, an explanation to a person. It maybe was somebody very important in, in the government, but he was giving a detailed explanation. And he said that he investigated 
all the events to, to share with this man, to explain, to give him the good news, the, the, the gospel. So I would like us to meditate today in these eternal things that Jesus went to heaven. And we can think about what is he doing there. He's right at the right side of God. And he is interceding for us. He is just waiting for the time to see all of us. His disciples, the people that he loves so much. He is um, waiting for to have this encounter with all of us. One of the things that impacted me in this scripture, even seeing all these beautiful things, one of the things that impacted me in this scripture is that as humans, we focus on the, the things here on earth. And we see his followers asking earthly things, asking, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Jesus was thinking about what he was going to do. I'm going to heaven. I'm going to be with my, with my father. I'm going to uh, have a great time. And my disciples that I have been training are going to do the work that I call them to do. But the disciples were in another world. They were thinking that Jesus was going to be this political leader that was going to restore the kingdom of Israel, the ter- the, the early kingdom. Sometime happened that the, the world, actually right now we are in a, a time where the nation feels like the administration is not doing their job. And there is so many, you put in the news, I don't watch many news, but sometimes something pops up and, and I hear what's happening. And people tend to put their hope in someone that will bring sol- solution to their problems. So it will bring um, order to the chaos that is happening. I don't like to be talking about politics, but this was what's happening. And at the time when Jesus was doing his ministry and to the very last minute that he was on earth. There were many people expecting him to rescue them. They were tired, tired of uh, the regime of um, Rome over Israel. So even the disciples were thinking about being rescued from that. But Jesus, if we see here, Jesus just told them, that is not your business. And I don't even myself know those days, but the Father. And Jesus directed, directed uh, them and the followers and spoke directly to them about what was needed to do and what should be their focus. To, to focus on the, good, the, the heavenly things. Jesus' instructions were that they had to, to wait wait for the baptism of the Holy Spirit to be witness. That was the purpose. And what is a witness? A witness is someone that testified what they have seen or they have uh, heard. And the disciples were with Jesus all the time. And they learned from Jesus. 
things that they, they needed to do. When Jesus came, he showed, um, he came to testify of uh, the love of God. And so God, Jesus wanted them to do, this, to do the same. He came to invite people to the kingdom of God. He came to show the amazing love that he had for them. He didn't come to overthrow a, a kingdom, an early kingdom, to take away um, who was leading at the time. He came to show his love and to train his disciples to do the mission. So we see what was going on in their minds. When Jesus ascended to heaven, they, at that moment, they might have been puzzled, but they had gone through so much with Jesus. He had been training them for three years. He had been showing them many things that he could do with his power, his authority, his ministry was one that went to many places to reach out to different kind of people, the lowest to the, the, to the highest uh, people. He didn't make any exceptions. So the disciples saw things that may scare them, that may have scared them, but they have joy, they have uh, gladness, they have wonders. So they went through so many things. And they had the most amazing teacher that probably they, they even knew until he was gone. And with all, that, with all that experience, Jesus, with Jesus, they have a great responsibility because they were chosen with a purpose. When Jesus called them, he had in mind what they were going to do in the future. Jesus called them and they followed him. Jesus loved them, and they loved him back. He instructed them. He, teach, he taught them to pray, and he showed them with example. He took time to go, to go with the Father, to pray, to ask for strength. If we read in the Gospel, we see that Jesus went several times. He went out by himself to pray. Sometimes he invited them to pray. He showed them the communion that he had with the Father. And he promised that the comfort will come, the Holy Spirit, that they will not be alone, but it was necessary that he would live. He gave them the great commission. He gave them the promise of his return. They were, learned, they were chosen to learn, that, to live like Jesus, to be compassionate like Jesus, to love like him to have mercy like him, to use the authority like Jesus did. The disciples learned many things that they have seen, like miracles, demon possession, deliverance. In the verse 3, after his suffering and resurrection, Jesus spoke to them about the kingdom of God and what was expected them to do after his departure. So Jesus' instruction after he ascended to heaven, they needed to be followed this, um, this uh, instruction. So the disciples did obey. They went to Jerusalem and, and waited there for the promise of the Holy Spirit. Jesus prepared them in advance then he said, today I'm leaving, and he didn't talk before, 
but he was preparing them. He talked. We remember in, in John 17, Jesus was talking about I was, the prayer that Jesus did. was an amazing prayer. He was praying for them and was interceding, asking for protection. And he was just loving them. He was, even he was going to heaven, he is there, you know, no concern for him there. But he, at the moment, he was praying that God will protect them from the, the evil one. And he was praying for all of us too. Imagine that we were in the mind of God. We were in the mind of Jesus. So, Jesus spoke many times to the disciples about his return. So that means that we should be all thinking about that, that he will come again. Let's not forget that he is coming back. So what are we doing? Are we following instructions like the disciples did? They went. They, they went to wait for the Holy Spirit to be, to, be, to be baptized by the Holy Spirit. Are we preparing for that coming, that beautiful coming? Are we, are we focusing on the coming of Jesus? Do we think every day about his coming? Well, maybe many, some people might say, I want to live my life. To think about the early, uh, the early things can seem like we are living a life, but it's a temporary life. But if we think about the coming of Jesus and the heavenly things, all the things that will happen there that Jesus has in store for us, is, is living life too. The angels told the disciples, why are you looking up in the sky? He's come. But he will be back. It was like the promise of his return right there. But it, it called my attention that he was, the, the angel were saying, listen, listen. Don't keep looking there. Get moving. It's time to go. It's time to work. It's not time to do, follow the instruction. So we cannot lose focus. Because there is this wonderful hope that he will return and he will one day take us all to heaven. Some people might think that he's delaying, but he will come in the right time. So we need the Holy Spirit to do the mission that God has called us to do. In everything we do, we need to be thinking in eternity. So we have to be ready and we can help others to do the same. The Lord called the disciples and also is calling us. I don't know how long you have been a Christian, but um, if you haven't been baptized by the Holy Spirit and you don't feel that desire to go and talk to others about the Lord, it's time. It's not too late to ask today that the Holy Spirit fills you and helps you to do what he has called you to do and what he has called me to do. To do the, the Great Commission, we need the Holy Spirit. In verse 8, the verse 8, Jesus told the disciples, but you will receive power and you will be my witness. That is what God, Jesus wanted them to think, not to be worried about him being the leader that was going to take over the, the kingdom of Rome. 
the empire of Rome. So to be filled with the Holy Spirit, we have to be constant, in constant communion with the Father and asking the Holy Spirit to fill us. And we need to be in unity as a church, supporting one another, all thinking the same, with the same purpose, believing by faith that what God said, what Jesus said, what was announced, it will happen, that, that he will come again. And that the Holy Spirit will equip us to do the work. We don't need to be going far away if God hasn't directed us. Like some people might think, I want to go to Africa, I want to go to South America, Central America, anywhere far away. But if God hasn't directed us to do that, he wants us to start here in Jerusalem. Where is our Jerusalem, our family, our neighbors? Judea, our community, closed cities, there is so much need. We don't need to go to the end of the world to do the work of God. So we need to start today. We need to do the mission. We need to talk to people. People need to hear that there is hope for them. I have been thinking, God, I need, I need to talk to people. I just feel this in my heart. I need to do it. I need to, to go to talk to people. Sometimes I cannot do it. But I want to tell you that when I was in Honduras, we were in the bus, and we were in the back of the bus, and we came to the half part, the half part of the bus. We moved and wanted to stop. And when we were uh, sitting there, I just felt this um, nudging that I needed to talk to this, this girl. She was behind me. And I began talking to her, and, and to my surprise, she was open to talk. And she, she opened her heart, and she began telling me her, her story, how she was um, suffering, but how God was somehow bringing her back. She had been a Christian, but she wasn't going to church at that time. And But somebody, had, somebody else had been talking to her. And when I talked to her, she felt encouraged. She was crying, and I was like, wow. Somebody, I don't know, I just met her, and she's crying, telling me her story. So I, I know there is so much need in the world. Everywhere we go. This past week, I had an encounter that I, I would not do in my own flesh. I am a scared police. I, I don't, when I see patrols, I, I want to be far away. <laughs> I don't, I'm not scared of Renee, but I, I, just danger and things um, scare me. But I will tell you that I got out of home, and I was going, got out of my street, and I, I had exact time to get to my appointment. And then I passed through um, on the sidewalk. I saw this girl falling down in the ground. And I thought, what happened there? It was, I tried to go to, to continue driving. And in my, in my heart, in my mind came the word Good Samaritan. And I thought, Good Samaritan. <laughs> so I went around and came back. I thought 
they might need help. Cars were passing, passing, and nobody was stopping. So I decided to go. And I, I, when I, I went back, I see this, this, this uh, two men and this girl, and they were already walking back to the, 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 my street. And so I talked to them. I asked them, is she okay? And uh, the man said, just call the police. And so I called the police, and I, I told them what I, I, I saw, and somebody, they had already called. There was an, I don't know exactly all the details of the, what happened, but um, the girl had been taken, was, was a, an adult, 22 years old girl, and she had been taken in another car, but I could see this battle in, in the road, cars needed to stop because it seemed like somebody was going to be struck. And then suddenly the father, Tolman, was by himself, the ghetto left, and another car that stopped by. And then just had the moment to tell to the father, you want me to pray with you? And he says, yes, thank you, Grassi. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. And I pray for him. And then I couldn't talk more because the three patrols arrived and, and took information. And, and I saw myself there, and I thought I didn't do, I didn't give the gospel. I couldn't say a, give a, a detailed a gospel message, but I, I pray and I show this man that I believe in Jesus and I believe that God can work in their lives. And I left. And I felt like I had done what God wanted me to do. And I, I could be that, that good Samaritan. Sometimes helping others is not easy. Helping others to find a way is not pretty. But God wants us to do the, the work. The opportunity that will come. We need to be in tune with the Holy Spirit that he will lead us in what to do. May the Holy Spirit guide us today and find somebody to help this week. If you can do, if we can do one person a day, imagine how many people will come to the Lord. Not necessary, maybe will come to our church, but the important thing is that they will get to heaven and we will see them there. I encourage you today to, to think about more about what God wants me to do today? What God wants me to do this week? Holy Spirit, guide me. Let me know where I should go. And he will. He will do it. He will guide us. So, let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for your word this morning, God. Help us, Lord. We need, Lord, to be guided by you. Sometimes we feel comfortable to talk to people that are believers, that, that um, know you, God, and we feel blessed to talk to them. But when we need to talk about you with people that don't know you, we feel like it's not easy. Help us, Lord, that we... Remember your instructions to come to you, to be filled, to come to you, to be empowered, Lord, to do the work.
that will bring many, many people to your kingdom, that will touch many lives with our testimony, with our story, to tell people what you have done in our lives and what you did on the cross for, for them. Thank you, Lord. Bless my brother and my sister today. May your name be glorified in each of them. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord.